for everyone listening, um, we have with us today BPP, aka Pastor Steve, <laughs> aka Mayor. I would love to know where that Mayor comes from. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mayor, mayor was back in the day when I was uh, uh, rapping. Ah, uh, okay. Let's <laughs> be rappers. Do you see rap? The grace is supernatural. The flow is international. You don't hide the candle under the bushel. That's spectacular. I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, so, please introduce yourself, sir. I, I just called your name, but yeah, if you don't mind, like, introducing yourself. Um, my name is uh, Steve Overt. Um, they call me BPP. Um, the origin for that, or what it means, is brother, pastor, prophet. Um, so I had a challenge with my people. Some were calling me brothers, some were calling me pastor, some were calling me prophet. And they were like, and I'm not a titles person. So, uh, and then they came up with a consensus to call me BPP um, because I'm all of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually very cool. That's actually very cool. So I'll just say a prayer and then. Um, start talking um father in the name of jesus we thank you for today we thank you for a new month we thank you for um all you're doing in our lives and father i just pray that as we have this conversation that your spirit would come and inspire us with the right words to say inspire us with the right things to say in the mighty name of jesus and i love we would speak words and we would have a conversation stead by your spirit and stead to bring healing to your people, stead to bring comfort to your people, stead to bring um, edification to your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, for this meeting in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the hymn would be speaking about is Blessed Assurance, um, written by Fanny Crosby. Um, yeah, Fanny Crosby. I, I, she's a woman. I, I've always loved her story. I think I first heard her story in maybe 2015, thereabouts. Um, mm. About the fact that she, she practically was blind from a very young age. Some would even say from birth because she got blind quite early, um, and she went on to write a whole lot of hymns um yeah she went on to write a whole lot of hymns i think it was said that she wrote about eight thousand hymns but then yesterday while reading up on her i came across um a very fascinating statement she she made about being blind and um i would love to yeah she said that it, it, at age eight, it's it's um, on Wikipedia. At age eight, Crosby wrote her first poem, which described her condition. She later stated, "It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life, and I thank Him for the dispensation. If perfect earthly sight were offered me tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might ha- I might not have sung hymns to the praise of God if I had been distracted by." the beautiful and interesting things about me. She also once said, when I get to heaven, the first face that shall ever gladden my sight will be that of my savior. And yeah, I saw this yesterday and it was, it was quite fascinating. Um, 
Yeah, so she 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 lived a very she lived for she died at 94. So I would say she she lived very long. Um she lived very long. But yeah, um good life, yes. Yeah. So I would love to know what your thoughts are about the hymn. I mean, you must have known it for more than two decades. One of the most popular hymns um, that are out there, and it's really um, really, really beautiful when you look at it and listen, especially when you see um, the story of the writer Frank yeah. Crosby herself. Um, you know, um, from research, you see that the hymn was born in 1873, many, many, many years ago, yeah, <laughs> when Fanny paid friend, Mrs. Phoebe Parmana, a visit to her house. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe played a tune for her, and then the words just came out, you know. So you know um, that you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Yeah. You know this, this, this came straight from her. If she was singing it to Jesus, Jesus would have responded, "Say, flesh and blood did not reveal." You see that. And the focal point of the entire hymn is focused on heaven, a perfect place where perfect submission, perfect delight will come to pass. Mm-hmm. You see, and over time, the hymn has always been there, blessing our hearts. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Right? That that tells us about a place where we'll get to in heaven. And all we'll have to do is just worship the Savior. So it's a reminder that the challenges of life is not uh, meant to just swallow us up. But there is a day that will come where we would have perfect delight, perfect submission. And then our, our worship will flow freely mm-hmm. from our spirits to our perfect Savior, the place of perfection. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, um, what would you say is your own story? If if you if you, if you were asked to tell your story, hmm, hmm, <laughs> where do I begin from? You know, I'll tie it to Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about you know looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame. And today he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So looking forward to that fortis, um, we, we all go through different things in life. And I've gone through my share of um, being without job for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated as an engineer, but, you know, was I've never practiced as an engineer uh, for okay. five years. I, I'm the only son of my family, and I had that period after I got born again. I had to go through my own wilderness experience, and thank God for uh, the encounter with Christ that gave me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And to, to just summarize, um, I was in a relationship and then um, the lady asked me, what's the plan for your future? What's your plan? Because you're just, you're just here. You're just there. What's your plan? Yeah. And 
that was when I knew that all I had was God. Because the three plans I presented to her was prophecy over my life. Mm -hmm. That was all. I said, God said this, this, this. The second, God said this, this. It was at the end of the third time when I said, God said this, this about my life. Then I realized, truly, if this does not work, you're finished. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my story was anchored on the word of God. All I had was the word. All I had. I had nothing else working for me. I was sending out over a thousand applications. Nobody was re returning. Um, mm -hmm. um, the little interviews that they would invite me for, nobody was, uh, they, they won't call me back afterwards. It was just blank. All I had was the promise of the word um, in my life on what God had in store for me. That was all I had and that was all I could anchor on. It was mm -hmm. when I answered that question that I really realized it's either you are crazy or <laughs> yeah, this will really work. And I, I, I thank God. I thank God today. Looking back today, I can boldly declare that the word has become flesh in my life. Um, there are testimonies of the word of God. Bearing in mind that, you know, before I got born again, it was a life of sin life of um, wanted to be a rapper, I wanted to be a superstar. Mm. And, you know, I was even signed to record labels and all that. But all of that did not work because God said mm. to me, if I had allowed you to blow, you would have yeah. died young. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. I would have died young. So God prevented me from blowing so that I could glow. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's really interesting. Um, while you were speaking, I I remember there's this scripture where God had told Abraham that God had told Abraham that he was his um, inheritance, and for me, that's what the first um, line of the song reminds me of. It says, "Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine." It's like um ultimately that's my ultimate possession not not many things but just god and i would love for you to speak a little bit or in depth even about just what it means for the lord to be our inheritance just given the fact that it's something you've also experienced yourself oh yes oh yes um you know in john chapter one and we'll see very clearly that in verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. So yeah. in, in Christ was life, and that life was the light of men. So when you say you have Jesus, you have everything. Now, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So Jesus... The Son of God is the most prized possession that the Father has. And yeah. he gave you his prized possession. The Bible tells us that if he did not withhold his only Son, whom he loves, from us, will he not give us anything else? So when we say Jesus is mine, it goes beyond just say, oh, I'm born again, I'm going to heaven. It means everything is mine. He has made us to be joint heirs with him, with Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. 
So in him is life. That life is light. And that light is what we all carry today because we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus. So he has given us everything that pertains yeah. to life and godliness. So when we say Jesus is mine, oh, it means everything is mine. It means the whole, everything, everything created because he created everything. Without him was not anything made that was made. So if you have the one that created everything, guess what? You have everything. Okay. So when you say you have Jesus, you have everything that you could ever imagine. You just need to know what that means and, and begin yeah. to walk in the reality of that. Because you, you could have everything and your ignorance could cause you to still stumble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's walking in, walking in the consciousness of that. I think that's where it gets a bit tough for a lot of um, believers today. Um, I think, I, I mean, in 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 your own case, I believe there would have been moments um, during that five year drought when it did not make sense, like just having just God or God's word as your inheritance. I, I believe there were moments like that for you. Yeah, there were a lot of moments. <laughs> So how, how 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 did you get to yeah get to the place where you really came to because I, I know there's a difference between knowing this and then becoming that particular thing, right? A, a lot of people have yeah. knowledge, but then becoming it's it's quite it, it's a journey, it's a whole journey on its own. It's like you can say, Oh, God is worthy to be trusted, God is worthy to be trusted, but then <laughs> actually comes to that you, your life is a testament you, of that trusts God. Do you, do you trust him? Yes, I agree. Totally agree. I'll tell you a story. Um, so um, about, this is 2023 now, so about 11 years ago, yeah, I was in a local church and then it was our pastor's birthday and then we were all supposed to contribute money to buy a gift for our pastor. Yeah. And, you know, so myself and my mom were in the same group. So every other person had paid, and we're all supposed to pay one thousand each. Mm -hmm. And um, every other person had paid, just myself and my mom, we had not paid, and so we're stuck. Then the leader was asking, "So where's your money?" So I was just laughing. I said, "We'll pay, we'll pay." Just trying to laugh at because we didn't have money. <laughs> you know, urgent suki. That was I, I. I originated the urgent suki, and then. Um, we got to that point, and so everyone was just looking at us funny. And the woman, because I was in a prayer team, and I was one of those people who pray fire down. Mm -hmm. And the leader of the of the group said to me, "said This one is not about prayer. This is about cash." Mm -hmm. <laughs> My God, that that broke me. It broke me down. I just smiled. I was I, I was not ashamed because of myself, right? I didn't have he that is down, need fear no fall. Yeah. I didn't have any muscle. But I could not provide for my mom. And yeah. I was her only son. So I felt like a failure. Yeah. It was a down time for me. And on my way, I was walking down the road after that evening. I was just on the road. I was weeping. I was crying. Cars were passing. People were looking at me. What's wrong? Openly. And the devil came to whisper in my ears. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. The devil said, upon all your anointing, you are not worth 2,000 naira. 
That's like, <laughs> that's a very challenging statement. And I wept, and I I be, I believed it because I checked. I said, "True, if I'm really anointed, I should have money." Yeah. I cried and cried and cried. People thought I had lost somebody, but I was crying because I was not worth two thousand. You know, it's 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 one thing for you not to have two thousand, but when they say you are not, not worth two thousand, then you know that's some serious matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the Holy Ghost, my best friend, gave me a word in Scripture. So He whispered the Scripture into my spirit. Isaiah 63 verse 9. And I was so excited because I thought he wanted to tell me by tomorrow I'm going to make a million. (laughs) I was so happy to see this. And then I opened the scripture and I I was surprised what I saw. I was reading in all their affliction, he was afflicted. Mm. What? How be afflicted with me? And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. I was so upset at the scripture. You would have <laughs> thought that, oh, this is a scripture of encouragement. Yeah. I was so angry. How can you be afflicted with me? Don't be afflicted with me. Save me. Help me. Give me money. Give me a job. I was so angry. But this was the word that I received. And when I was settled, Emotions had gone down. Then I saw the revelation behind the word. I mm-hmm. saw that he did not leave me to go through what I'm going through alone. In all my affliction, he himself is afflicted. Not because he doesn't know what to do, but he is going through the process with me. Yeah. And it, it takes me back to Isaiah 43, verse 2. He said, when thou passest through the waters, I will be mm-hmm. with thee. Mm-hmm. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. So, mm-hmm. What the Lord was telling me was that he was with me through the process. But I needed to go through my refining process. Yeah. I needed to be refined. Because if I'm going to carry his glory upon my life, I needed to go through the fire. I needed to be refined. So in times like that, the word of God is my comfort. The word of God has kept me. That has been the anchor that I've held on to. And like I said earlier, the word has become flesh today. But I had to go through, I had to pass through the waters. I didn't pray my way out of the water. I didn't cry my way out of the river. I didn't complain out of the fire. I had to go through he said, when you go, when, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. You walk through, you go through, you don't stay there, you walk through. And at the end of the day, it always comes to pass. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, that's that's very encouraging. I remember um listening to a sermon by Bishop TD Jakes a couple of years ago. I think I still have it on my system. And he was preaching about them, blessed art thou, I think, from Psalm 1, verse 1. And it was, you know how theoretical it can be. And he was saying, um, if you take his shoe, if you take his suits, if you take his watch, if you take his car, if you take his house, he's still blessed. And um, that was, that was yeah, a pretty profound statement for me to hear. And just... Like 
personally, uh, I, I think it's it's something everyone gets to experience, which is which is um, the way I see it. These times are things everybody experiences, be you a believer or not. And and in my opinion, I would usually say. If you're going through it, being conscious of God, then you even have a cheat code, right? Because it just gets easier for you to get through it without being depressed and all of that. And, and even learning the right lessons you have to learn from these situations. Like even recently, I a friend of mine was inviting me to a place. He had come in from Lagos and all that. He was inviting me to meet him at a place. And I was telling him I couldn't come because... I could not afford to leave the house. And, and it was like, take bro like you. <laughs> I saw that statement and I just laughed. <laughs> I, 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 I did not respond to that. Up until today, I have not even responded to that. I just I just saw it and I, yeah. And there's truth to that because, again, there's the whole... I think it's a myth of like, oh, tech bro, people into tech, they have all the money in the world. And it's like, okay, no problem. <laughs> tech bro does not have money to come out right now. Tech bro, tech bro has to be tech bro has to be in the house. I, I don't have, I don't have, yeah. So it's 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 I think it's a journey that we all have to go through. And I, I want to even believe before Fanny Crosby came to the place where she was not just able to write this thing, but even being able to say that um, that if you were to offer earthly sight, she was not going to accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I don't know the kind of journey she had to go through to to get to that place, but I mm-hmm. I do believe it wasn't a one time realization or a one time thing. I do believe there must have been a time, or there may have been a time in her life where she. She desired to have earthly sight. And again, another story which reminds me of, um, I don't know if you watched this series, The Chosen. Yeah, just a few episodes, not fully yet. Okay. Um, the guy who acts as um, Little James, the guy who who has a limp when he's walking, I don't know if you've seen that character yet. No, not yet. Okay. So there's one of the guy who acts as one of, jesus's disciples in the movie he had he has a limp i think yeah he has a limp and i thought it was acting um i thought it was from the movie but then i got to discover i think in february or so that it's actually a real thing right he has a condition that makes walking hard for him right and how i came to know about this was that i was watching so in they had done this thing where in the movie, um, the scripture where Jesus sent them out in twos to go and heal people. Mm. They had confronted Jesus and he was like, so he can heal people, but like him who is sending to heal people, he doesn't have the ability to like, he's not healed himself. Like he's not healed. Mm. Right? Mm. And Jesus was telling him in the movie that he trusts his condition. Basically, he trusts him and he trusts his condition to be used as a message to every other person, right? That basically mm. can still go through this and still be with God. And he was sharing that why that was a scene in the movie, for him, it was actually a process of healing as well because this was not just him acting in the movie. This was his real life scene. Wow, comes that's so from, good. 
yeah, so he good. comes from a Christian background, and like, I mean, your parents have prayed, people have prayed, you've prayed to be healed, to be able to walk well. And he said for him, like right now, because he's able to go to places and even share this story and share things with little children who have the same condition he has. And it's mm, like, that's so yeah, so you can still be with God and be with this. You don't have to run away from God and say, oh, God, if you can't heal me, then I can't be with you. Right. Yeah, so for yeah, him, he has come yeah. to that place where he has also now come to accept that this is his, this is his own story. And if maybe you want to even give him um the legs or fresh legs, he may not even be able to, he may not want to accept it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. someone else who mm-hmm. shared the same sentiment, um, this man, Pastor Nick Vujistic, I, I can't pronounce his second name. He was even actually born. I think you must have heard of him. He was born without legs. He was born without hands. He just as his own. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that they had called him to comment on that particular scenario. And he was saying basically the same things. That he still has a pair of shoes in his wardrobe in the case one day he wakes up with um, legs and stuff. But that you can't take that away from him. You can't tell him to stop following God because he doesn't have legs or hands and it's it's not a mm. it's not a definition of god's goodness or god's faithfulness that mm-hmm. have these mm-hmm. particular things to him and so when i think of all of these things it's like yeah blessed assurance jesus is mine it's like at the end of the day it's not about there's something so else I would always, there's something i would always say right even the the best form of blessing is not just the physical blessing because if you get legs and you get hands today, if you get the riches today, even if you're raised from the dead, you're still going to die. You're still going mm-hmm. to die. You're still going to do physical things. So we have to look to something more intangible as the truth yes. of blessing, something more. And which is something a friend of mine said when I invited her on the podcast, that we are obsessed with tangibility as, as humans. We are obsessed with tangibility. It's like we want to see, we want to feel, we want to see, we want to see, we want to see. We want to see. And yeah, scriptures even tell us the spiritual controls the physical. The physical, very clear, very clear. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that was made that wasn't made from the things that are not seen. So yes, that's I, the word. That's the word. So I think that's that's very important. Yeah. So for like, I mean, <laughs> well then, yeah. Something else I'd like to ask is, do you think that's a process? you're still going through to a degree or it's something you're done with? Um, you know, the Bible tells us that the path of the just is as mm-hmm. a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day, until the day of perfection. Yeah. We'll always, am I still going through that thing? No, but I'm going through something else now, preparing for the next level. When I get to the next level, it will initiate its own processes for me yeah. to prepare me for the next level. Um, you know, um, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where yeah. I want to be, but I know definitely I'm not where I used to be. Yeah. We are going from glory to glory, from glory until we stand next to the Lord, where he says, mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. Processes never stop. Mm-hmm. There's something I've, I've heard you say a couple of times. Um, you'd say, um, how do you say this thing? If you speak to me now and you wake me up, or you listen to me, you're not talking to the same person. So I say, I say, I always say, you can't catch me on the same level twice. Yes, on the same level twice. Yeah, on the same level of revelation and everything. 
2020, yeah. When we had the combined crossover oh. service of Somi, J and D. That was the first time. I, <laughs> that was the first time I I heard you say I heard you say that. Um so yeah, going back to to this thing. Um yeah, if there's is there any, any is there any other thing you would like to say about it? Like I mean, yeah. Um the major thing, you know, in summary of him looking at the writer, the author, and um, the story so far. Yeah. The object looking onto Jesus. That's it. Every other thing will fade away. Looking onto Jesus, praising my Savior all the day long. The focus is Christ. Like I always say, the essence of our journey is Christ. That's it. Every other thing is secondary. The primary thing is Christ. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus. If we keep our eyes on him, we will never miss. So irrespective of what we are going through, our eyes must remain on the Savior. Hebrews chapter 5, it tells us of verse chapter 4. Say we do not have a high priest who cannot be moved by the feelings of our infirmity. So keep your eyes on Jesus. That's the message of the hymn. Yeah, yeah. Eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think I, I do agree with that. I think the the very first line of the hymn is, is is the introduction and it's the ending in a way. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Every other thing just um, connects to that and um, brings that to perfection. Every other thing just yeah does that. So um I believe we've yeah we've come to the end of yeah this particular conversation. So I would love for you to just pray and um yeah would leave after that. Father, thank you for the privilege of looking onto you. Thank mm. you for the life of you, Sunny. Thank you for the beautiful and precious hymn, Blessed Assurance, the opportunity we have to be blessed by those words. We ask, oh God, that you will help us to keep our focus on you, help us to continue to appreciate what you have done. Thank you for angels, ministry of angels. Thank you for being our savior. Thank you for purchasing us with your blood. Thank you for the opportunity that we will be at your feet one day. We worship and we say thank you. Pray for everyone going through one situation or the other that have not come to the realization that it's all about you. We ask that you help them to see you. Open their eyes, open their understanding to see you, to know you, and to love you. This we pray, Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. All right. Thank you, sir, um, for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for the privilege of being here. Mm-hmm.